Welcome back to episode three of U105's brand new podcast series, Being Fab at 50, with me, your host, Denise Watson. If this is your first time listening in, we're on a mission to speak to people in their 50s who are living life to the fullest every single day. I am one month away from hitting that milestone number, which is something I was dreading actually for quite some time. In our first two episodes of the series, we spoke to two marvellous women, Rosemary and Melanie, about their own life experiences and how they embrace every single day as it comes to them. For episode three, we're in for a big treat as we speak to health advocate and entrepreneur Darlene McCormick. For Darlene, healthy eating is the thing that creates a healthy balance to her life. So we learn all about her vegan lifestyle and how dietary choices can help you look and feel better long into your 50s. This episode of Being Fab at 50 is sponsored by Linwood's Health Foods, who provide a variety of seed and nut blends that can easily be incorporated into your daily diet to help provide the body with all its important nutrients. So just think you can make your breakfast, yogurts or lunchtime salad healthier by adding 20 grams of Linwood's blends to your bowl. It packs a nutritional punch with lots of protein, fiber and omega-3 and other nutrients like vitamin D. And did you know that Linwood's flaxseed has been prepared with great care? Their unique cold milling process unlocks the benefits of the seed. That makes digestion easier, which is great news. And what's more, every single product within the range is gluten-free and plant-based, so everybody around the table can enjoy that healthy boost to a meal. Check out their entire range, available directly from the Linwood's Health Foods website. Well, hi, Darlene. Hello, Denise. Yes, and you. How are you? Good. I'm not too bad, but I'm going to take us back. You know, as I said, you there just off off mic or off air. You know, I look at you now and I haven't seen you look as well as you look now. And it seems to be as you get older and move into your 50s that you're looking and feeling better than ever. And this is obviously um, regarding what you've how you've overhauled your diet or your lifestyle in some way. So yeah. when I first met you, darling, it was over 20 years ago at a mini <gasps> event. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then obviously I met you in the last few years as well with regard to uh, your company. And you really do look healthier and fitter. So can I take you yeah. back to when you decided to overhaul your diet and when you decided you yeah. really want to concentrate on being healthier? Well, I really decided to overhaul the diet um, uh, by mistake, if that makes sense, because I had been a vegetarian for quite some time and I was suffering really bad with asthma. And someone had suggested to me, not even a medical person, they just said, you know, maybe try cutting out dairy. And I said, fine, I'll give it a go. And within six weeks, my asthma had disappeared. So it was at that point that I began, when I was very, very busy, but I began to make the connections between what I was eating and how I was feeling. And that was the start of it for me. So um, that was sort of the beginning of it all. And I started to look at more plant-based options for food. And through that journey then ended up where I am. So you were a vegetarian. I was so a vegetarian. Step, I guess making the step to being a, a vegan wasn't so difficult as maybe somebody who had been eating eating meat. Yeah, that's yeah, that's possibly right. It is a journey, I think, going to be plant-based or to be vegan. Um, but I first started thinking about at all really when I was living in Spain and uh, you know there had been a bullfight that day and we were just students at the time and there'd been a bullfight that day I'd been to the bullfight I'd come back 
uh, our friend's parents had picked us up going for a meal. And lo and behold, the poor bull that had been killed that day in the bull ring was on the menu. And that was, oh. you know, that's when the cognitive dissonance between what we're eating and how it gets onto our plate. Um, I was only 21 or something at the time. So that, that was the beginning of it, I think, and sort of the move towards vegetarianism. And then eventually to plant based. Now, in the last few years, veganism has become a huge movement. Yeah. It's everywhere. It yeah. seems to be the in thing to be into. But what um, would annoy you or frustrate you about public perception, Darlene, maybe not being correct at times? I don't really know because I think the perception of um, vegans has really changed so, so much. Uh, you know, it's quite a normal thing now to be vegan. Uh, one in 10 people are vegetarian in Ireland at the moment and 50% of those are vegan. So, you know, it's pretty cool to be vegan. In fact, you know, Lewis Hamilton, Beyonce, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Pamela Anderson, Darlene McCormick, you know, this is trendy. It's trendy to be vegan. It's not, it's not uncool anymore as maybe it might have been. You know, people might have thought, it was. You talk about um, the intolerance or your asthma clearing up once you changed your diet, but is it, like, I don't know if I'm intolerant to certain foods now that I used to eat all the time when I was, say, in my mid to late 30s, things like avocados and certain cheeses, and they just seem to disagree with me now. If we age, do our bodies become intolerant to certain foods? Yes, you can become intolerant to certain foods, and it really, sort of being a bit technical about it, you know, 45% of people actually suffer from a food intolerance. So that's an awful lot of people, almost one in two. And this is something that people have become more and more aware of, possibly as they get a bit older. But really, partly it stems from eating a lot of the same foods a lot of the time. So people love whatever they love, and they eat a lot of it. And then, you know, the gut you know, the gut really is where it all starts. And there's more immune cells in the gut than in any other organ in our body. So it's like, a, it's almost like a barrier, if you like. And when the gut kind of goes, which, which it does in most people, um, the toxins and the bacteria can't be kept out. So this barrier fails really. And then that's why we get sort of what they call leaky gut. And it's from leaky gut that you get the intolerances. So, you know, it's a bit of getting older. It's a bit of eating, you know, not a very enough diet. And then it's just a you know, to do really with the gut. So it's part of a bigger picture. But yes, a lot of people have intolerances. It's hard sometimes to convince people to change their eating habits, particularly as we get older and maybe a little bit more stayed in our ways. Um, And some people mock veganism as a movement and yet they haven't tried it or they haven't thought about trying alternatives to it. For a lot of people, it is a a little journey. And most of us um, are part vegan. You're part vegan um, because you Mm -hmm. eat lots of plants. Uh, And it's just a question of, you know, let's eat more of these plants. But why? And that's the question. Why should I? Why should I bother? Why should I change my diet? I like this. I like that. And so there has to be a compelling reason. Um, And that tends to be either one of three things, I think. Um, Worry about the environment and about your children and about the planet. Um, And that's, I don't know if you've been watching David Attenborough's um, documentaries, but they're excellent. And, you know, that's a, a big thing. Um, and a reason to go vegan is obviously because it helps the environment. Second one is health. Um, a plant-based diet can be extraordinarily healthy. And then the third one, of course, is ethical reasons, you know, cruelty to animals, you know, animal welfare. So, you know, if most people fall into one of those three categories, and that's what really sets them off on the journey to think, right, I'm going to go plant-based. I mean, there's a difference between plant-based and vegan without getting overly technical but plant-based eating 
is all about eating a really luscious, lovely, healthy, plant-based diet. Um, and veganism, of course, is slightly different in that, yes, it has that, but also then you don't you know, wear leather and you don't you know, use any animal products, which, you know, that's like an ethical mm -hmm. vegan. So I think for a lot of people, it's about the plant-based living and seeing how they can mm -hmm. make them healthier. Also, this generation, I say, my eldest daughter is 15 and she is the, she is the one that has me thinking about eating more plant-based foods. Now, she has an intolerance to dairy, so yeah. I had to switch over all our the milk that we had in the house right. not all of it obviously my youngest daughter still takes some milk but i've started to take the almond milk as well i've started to look at alternatives things like i like either vegan sausage rolls or corn fritters and things that we would never have had in this house uh -huh. but it's the influence of my 15 year old daughter yeah. on me which has yes. obviously um, changed my mind about it and she questions about more about the environment than i would ever have done in the past and mm -hmm. what's happening as you say with david attenborough and what's happening to the the earth and what's happening and in, yeah. in the big picture it's my 15 year old daughter that's taught me that yeah much more than I ever knew well in terms of it's interesting you say that because in terms of our customer base you know when you look at the business of that protein and obviously you know it's not just vegans who or vegetarians who buy our, our super proteins it's also um you know just uh, people who are flexitarian people who want to have more plant-based into it but the interesting thing about it is under 45 you know none of our customers really are you know over 45 and um, mm. that's possibly because uh, of the Instagram generation and the, the, there's a lot of sharing of recipes and, you know, that on Instagram. So uh, and it's a shame because actually the over 50s and, you know, talking about when you're over 50 at that time in your life, that's when a thing called sarcopenia begins with everyone. And it's basically a loss of muscle mass. And, you know, that's when, you know, when you see older people and they don't seem to have much muscle mass. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so they need more protein at that point. But, um, you know, perhaps a lot of them have been getting it through animal protein. But so it's important to sort of remember as you get into your 50s, you do have slightly different nutritional needs. Do you worry about the sheer volume of fast food and meat that is consumed within the UK? Uh, yes, yes, and yes, absolutely I do. Um, you know, the, th the first thing I'd sort of say about meat is that um, processed meat uh, has been designated by the World Health Organization as a number one cancer-causing food. And it's right up there with cigarettes. That's where they put it. So you have to stop and think, well, well is that something I need to worry about? Do I need to think about eating less of this? Uh, and meat itself is also likely to cause cancer. So that's the World Health Organization. And then you look at the UN, who is saying, um, you know, we've got to stop. We have got to change the way we live on this planet. We cannot continue to eat this amount of meat and, and dairy. There's a lot of awareness about this and people want to do something about it and not eating meat and dairy is one thing that you can do. As you said, it's like two different sides to your career because when you were in your 20s and 30s, you were high flyer, traveling all over the world, international PR company. I'm sure it was stressful as well, mm -hmm. the amount of traveling you did and at the very highest level. Yeah. Um, did stress affect how you ate? Do you think it affected how your body felt? But you know what? I think when you're in your 20s and 30s, I think you're just indestructible. You know, you really, you just feel like, you know, ah, you know, go, 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 eat, eat what you want, do what you want, drink what you want. But eventually, I think it does then start to take its toll. Um, and so in my late 30s, certainly, um, I wasn't feeling great, um, I've got to say, um, physically and 
just mentally even I was sort of feeling very burnt out I suppose is a good way of putting it but what happens to the body um, of course when you're stressed all the time is you've got cortisol pumping out of every you know cortisol pumping 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 and um, that is that is where your immune system ends up getting into trouble because with excess cortisol you've got um, you know a real assault on the um, immune system and then of course you know you can't keep anything at bay so you're very susceptible to getting all kinds of you know weird and wonderful illnesses so yeah it was very stressful and I, I think you know a lot of people just are realizing now that's not necessarily the great a great way to live um, but when you're in your 30s you know what you know you can do anything the world's your oyster yeah burn the candle at both ends as the saying goes yeah absolutely um, can we reverse this, darling, though, the effects that maybe you have had a poor diet in your 20s, 30s, maybe into your 40s? And as I say, I'm aiming to be the fittest and feel the best I have felt when I turn 50 next October. Yeah. Um, with this, I obviously have it and drank things that are, are considered probably not the best foods for me. But can I reverse the effects of this if I, if I start to really look after myself? I mean, can you... Can you make yourself feel better if you just start looking after yourself? Well, I mean, I did look into the science of this a little bit. And, you know, uh, there are some things like, for example, if you stop smoking, um, you know, they say your chances of a few years down the line, it's like you almost never smoke. So there must be, I'm not an expert in this area, but certainly there must be ways of reversing damage. But the main thing that I would say is that at the age that you're at and, you know, with basic health and fitness, you really are trying to now maintain and improve. So I think... That's really what someone's focus in their 50s should be, taking what they've got and making it a lot better um, and sort of focusing on what they need now at that age with the exercise they do, all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, eating a whole food diet, um, there, there is almost like a, a recipe for this, you know, healthy living. You know, I think you'd mentioned, you know, who lives a healthy life? Where, where are these countries that are healthy? And, yeah. You yeah. know, within these uh, countries, so... So you can take the Mediterranean diet, you can take the Indian diet, you can take any diet that you like, and the actual uh, basis of them all is the same. It is high in uh, plant-based ingredients and very little meat. So, you know, eat lots and lots of healthy food that's based uh, from plants, uh, very little uh, dairy and very little meat. All those diets have that as their premise. Not not no meat. A lot of them do eat meat, but little. A lot of uh, nutritionists would say you should be getting your nutrients from your food, but there are certain tablets that we would need to take, really, if we reach the age of late 40s, 50, to supplement what's in our foods. Um, well, what would you recommend we take? Well, I think that, you know, in a way it is true to say that um, we, we shouldn't be taking supplements. Um, that is if someone has got a perfect diet. Now, I don't know anyone who's got a perfect diet who can sit and prepare meals from scratch and ensure that the micro and the macro nutri nutrition is in it. But there are some things that are very important, vitamin C, vitamin D. Um, and, and so to look for foods with these things in them, that will be my first port, port of call. So I would say, you know, rather than take a vitamin C supplement, you know, I'm looking across the way here at lovely oranges that are sitting on my kitchen table. And I'm thinking, yeah, mm -hmm. two oranges, lovely. Let's have that instead of a supplement. But you have to be pretty savvy with what, I mean, I mean, if I were to say to you, Denise, how much macro and micronutrition do you need every day? The chances are you probably wouldn't know. And that's not, I mean, you could, you might know, mm -hmm. but the average person, no, does, you know, the average person doesn't know that you need to get, you know, about 60 grams of protein. 
30 grams, fiber is a big thing, 30 grams of fiber a day, particularly for people who are getting older, because, um, you know, there's, there is um, high bowel disease in, in uh, you know, older people. And it's very, very important to, to get, you know, 30 grams a day of fiber. That's quite a lot, you know, 30, 30 grams a day, every day of fiber. So things like that for over 50s, where they should be saying, okay, um, you know, I need to up my protein. And, and that's not just because I sell protein products. Um, that is a fact, you know, I, as you get older, you, you, you do up your, up your protein because it, it depletes and you get sarcopenia. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I would just say to anyone, you know, the internet is a great source of um, uh, information. There's an NHS website, which is very, very good. And you can go onto the NHS website. You won't hear any, you know, f false stories on there. You'll get the basics. Mm -hmm. And um, if you've got an issue that you're worried about, go on, log it in, and they'll tell you what nutrition will be good for that issue. And I think that's a very good place to start. I think one of the best changes that I've made recently is to actually eat breakfast. And it's hard because obviously I do a breakfast radio show. I start at six and finish yes. at nine. So it was very easy to just have lots of coffee and not eat anything till I came off air. But I've started to eat porridge with blueberries every day pretty much apart from the weekends when yeah. I maybe have a lie in at eight o'clock in the morning yeah. but um I just felt after I'd say after about a month or six weeks started to feel an awful lot better that yeah. I'd had some oats or something like that first thing in the morning yeah well in the morning if you, I love coffee um absolutely love it uh, if you have a so coffee I... though first thing in the morning back to the cortisol it does give you a bit of a cortisol spike so you you know that's perhaps coffee with something to eat is much better coffee on its own mm -hmm. well you know i wouldn't recommend that necessarily but um i've done it myself loads of times but you yeah it, it, it does spike the old insulin and uh, that's really not what we're after but porridge is a fantastic breakfast fantastic breakfast. yeah it is it's and you get used to it and then you start to go oh i didn't have my porridge this morning i'm not firing on all cylinders yeah that's love like. porridge it's fantastic yeah does it um annoy you darling maybe that people mistake veganism as some sort of diet as an in inverted commas diet to lose weight on like a paleo or a keto diet or a de deprivation diet in some way mm -hmm. some people i've spoken to about uh, veganism have, have thought it was a short-term solution to losing weight okay. whereas it's actually meant to be a lifestyle change it doesn't sound like uh, we're doing a good job of informing people what vegan <laughs> lifestyle is all about <laughs> oh, no um no, it's not. A, it's not a. It doesn't bother me. Nothing about it bothers me because people are exploring, and you know you have to give them credit for that. They don't know, so they're asking, and so I would never. I don't mind any question um, at all, uh, or even being ridiculed. That's fine by me. Um, but um, you know, uh, I think that there is a growing curiosity about plant-based living, um, uh, both for you know over over fifties, um, particularly if they've got children in the house, like you said, it's being pushed by that, you know, a lot of teenagers. You're gonna love this next question. <laughs> Are vegans boring? Yes, of Sorry. course. Yes. No, why you know, why would you why would you include that question? Do you think that they are? <laughs> no, no, I was say I, I just the, the sort of misconceptions when I first started um looking into veganism looking into plant-based diet you weren't getting a good rap you really weren't it's really gone from being a peripheral um alternative lifestyle 
uh, choice to be in pretty mainstream now. Um, you know, every time you go into Marks and Spencer or wherever you go and pick up Plant Kitchen or Plant, hey, you're mm-hmm. a li- you're a little bit bigger. Just the last, as I say, the last time I I talked to you, darling. I mean, the, what I did notice about you was the, the sort of the glow, your skin, your hair looked brilliant, mm-hmm. and this all comes from what you're eating. That I would say is true. I mean, not all, obviously, you know, I have facials and I spend a fortune on face creams, all that kind of stuff. But yes, I, people all I have to say, Denise, that is the one thing people will say to me. Your skin is glowing. And it mm-hmm. really is that I would attribute pretty much 100% to my plant-based diet. Because, you know, then when I say plant-based, um, you know, I'm, I'm avoiding refined sugars, all the kind of things that, you know, age your skin, you know. So mm-hmm. in a way, living a whole food plant-based diet, you're going to have good skin because you're not, you know, exposing it to the sort of things that, that you know, make it not look so good. I've started, as I say, my overhaul. I have started the smaller changes and I have started looking at what I'm eating and the quality of the food I'm eating and cooking from scratch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what more can I do, though, as as I move forward? What could, Would it be more supplements? Would it be looking at more fiber in my diet? Or as well, I say, what more can I do to be at my optimum health by the time I turn 50, darling? Well, I think a starting point would be a good checkup with the GP. And I know that sounds like, well, there's nothing, most people say, there's nothing wrong with me but I think it's really important to have a baseline is what I'm saying you know go to the GP get get 20 minutes of his time or his or her time and go through everything how you're feeling uh, no matter how inconsequential in I just want to check up or if you can get a checkup with work or whatever it is get the health checkup because for example feeling tired could be a thyroid problem there's a lot of reasons that are not nutrition that can start to kick in hormones you name it at 50, you know, estrogen mm-hmm. up and down, progesterone, where, you know, um, all our hormones go a little bit awry at this age. So, yeah. so you've got to, I think, get all those things sorted out and then think about your food. But when you think about your food, try to think about, you know, you have got a, you have got a daily need and you need to fulfill that. So another, instead of just sort of saying, well, I'll eat this and I'll eat that, say to yourself, is this, go, is this contributing towards my 30 grams of fiber? You know, is this contributing mm-hmm. towards my 55 grams of protein today? You know, is this contributing, is this low in saturated fat? Um, you know, is this, is this high in refined sugar? And just those little things, once you know what to avoid and what to, to go for, um, then you can change mm-hmm. the choices that you make. And it's not really that difficult. Um, you know, it's just knowing that there are sort of five or six macro nutritional things that if they're out of whack, you'll be out of whack. So if you're having too yeah. much refined sugar, you're having too much saturated fat, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's just kind of and reading up as well a little bit about nutrition. You know, I think yeah. everyone should read a bit or, or work with a nutritionist. Yeah, exactly um, and ask him questions yes annoying questions like i'm asking uh, you <laughs> no i mean you're very, very, very welcome to you know anytime you like oh i'm going to be honest about something darling there is one thing in this world that i need as a mother of two children <laughs> and that is some wine uh-huh. uh so i discovered I, I made a switch from like sauvignon um to malbec uh-huh. and then i discovered an organic malbec but is there such a thing as a vegan wine? Yes, there is such a thing as vegan wine. And actually, again, getting very popular. And uh, I was um, at a, a health spa um, in Portugal in February. And there was this chap at it. And he owned uh, a vineyard. And he was arguing 
vociferously that vegan wine should never be allowed to be. And then um, I saw him about three or four months later. He said, "Guess what?" He said, "We're going to start a range of vegan wines." And so you know, you've got to you've got to cater for everything, you know. So yeah, there are not all alcohol is um, is uh, vegan friendly because they use all mm. different bits of animals to produce it. But yeah. Oh, I don't go without a glass of wine, Denise. No, no. Oh, no, no. We don't, we don't go we without don't, a glass of wine. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay, so we can get vegan wine. And I know and I'm aware now that the range of vegan cheeses. Yeah. Everything that's yes, available. Yes, so yes. It, it is just a case of being a little bit more savvy when you go shopping and looking at things that you maybe thought yeah. wouldn't have been for you in, in the past. And they are now. Yeah, and also it's quite so, it's quite fun trying new products, isn't it? I, I find new foods interesting and trying them. And uh, you know, yeah, why not? Give it a go. So you did say about the Mediterranean diet you looked at as pretty much they're getting it right or in India they're, they're getting the diet right but if we we're to take one part from that diet and incorporate it in now what would that be? Well I think it only works really because it, it it's a composite diet so you know whole foods you know again that's back to things like fiber lots of fruit and veg I mean it's not really rocket scientists we have known this for some many years but cut out the processed foods cut out the sugar mm-hmm. Uh, and cut out the saturated fat. So, you know, that would be pretty good advice. And I think for any diet, um, you know, you should be able to find lots of lovely ways of eating on that kind of a diet. Um, and if you if you eat meat, um, then, you know, keep it a very small part and maybe once in a while. Or give it to the dog. That's what's been happening recently in my house. Eddie, it's Eddie. Every dog, yes. <laughs> Eddie, he's lovely. I love Eddie. Eddie just loves, Eddie loves his walks and he loves oh, sleep see. and he loves meat. So, uh, and he uh, loves you. He does. Yeah, we love him. He's definitely part of the family and he's, he's, uh, he's treated like, he's oh, he's treated beautiful. like royalty. So. Um, thank you so much. This is my new German pointer, everybody. <laughs> um, and he is just, he's a brilliant, brilliant dog. Um, okay, so Darlene, I wanted to talk to you because I believe you are with the epitome of being fab at 50. And this is what this podcast is called. So I want to be fab at 50. What would you say you've learned, not just from what, you, what you're what you eating, yeah. which is obviously working for you, but what do you think, um, looking back now, that you wish you'd learned 10 years ago that you know now about how fabulous it is to be, you know, in your 50s and just and looking great? Well, interestingly for me, uh, I think that it's all to look forward to because your 30s are quite fraught. You know, they are very fraught times, your career, you know, maybe children, parents getting sick. All It's a, it's a frantic decade. In your 40s, you kind of mellow out a bit, but you, you do start thinking a bit more about things. But, but when you get to your 50s, there's a liberation that comes. I don't know. I can only explain it as a liberation, some kind of uh, something that says, you know, really, I don't care anymore. I, I will, you know, I want to live my life the way I want to live it. And if that's, you know, as long as I'm not hurting anyone, uh, the things I've always wanted to do, I'll do them. So if that's learning something new, if it's traveling, if it's, you know, divorcing your husband, if whatever it is, you know, I think, <laughs> I think you know, just take ownership of it and do it because everyone, you know, um, it's, a, it's a great time to just take stock. But also, and this is key, I mean, the best is still to come. I mean, we have like today in the United States, a president who is, you know, in his mid to late 70s. So, you know, what is 50? Whenever, you know, the president is, you know, 70 odd, I mean, mm-hmm. just, just puts it in context. 
Fifty is young. Fifty is are young. You, are you worrying about it? I mean, are you kind of... Yeah, it's it's a milestone and it's sitting there looking at me. And really? this is yeah. my whole uh, reason for pitching this. Yes, because yeah. I really just want to get as much knowledge from people who I think look better now than yeah. they've ever looked. And um, and whether it's what they eat, um, is it their mindfulness, is it their um, just what they do on a daily basis exercise wise or I think it's just mindset. Has everything just clicked I think well yeah I think it's all of those things Denise I really do but I also would add to that mindset you know uh, there was um, an experiment done years ago where they took old elderly gentlemen sort of in their 70s and 80s and they put them in a house and they the house was like it was and this you know 40 or 50 years before so they all hung out together they they listened to the music of the 40s they did all this stuff. and when they tested them their bloods everything else they had gone back 10 years their, their physical bodies were 10 years younger because they were you know having a good time back and remembering what it was like to be young so i think it's just a question of remembering that you know if you if you're yeah. well and healthy you know you're young you mean 50s young um but also yeah. i think drop the numbers really you know uh, because once you start labeling yourself as anything you know 50 51 52 it doesn't really matter it genuinely doesn't and i've dropped yeah. it, i've dropped all that now I just felt like I was becoming a little bit mumsy at times and I'm not, I'm a rock chick in my head, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> and um, I just thought I want to be, I want to be fitter, I want to be healthier and yeah. I just want to like be starting my 50s in the best shape um, yeah. mentally and physically possible. So yeah. uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you today because um, you really are, you know, like the epitome of you are what you eat <laughs> and uh, you, you know, you're such a, like you're very vocal about plant-based diet and how good it is for you you've been labeled a vegan entrepreneur and um, from various magazines as well so you feel like you're leading a charge in this i'm sure you must be proud of yourself uh well yeah i can't say that i think about it a lot but um i enjoy it and i think that's the other thing you know uh i mean i've you know entered into a new career in my 40s so really not and in my 50s i'm working all the time with younger people and i think that really matters you know you know, you can end up having an old mindset. You can end up saying, oh, I'm 50, oh dear. You know, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness, it's all downhill. And some people may choose to do that. But, you know, as long as you surround yourself by interesting people that you're pushing mm -hmm. yourself on, you want to do new things, you know, you're keeping yourself fit and well, I've got to say, I've never felt better, never felt happier and um, or more optimistic about the future. Um, and uh, that's the truth. Well, Darlene McCormick, thank you so much uh, for joining me and all the best for that protein in the next decade and turning 60 in many years from now. <laughs> thank you. This episode of Being Fab at 50 is sponsored by Linwood's Health Foods, who provide a variety of seed and nut blends that can easily be incorporated into your daily diet to help provide the body with all its important nutrients. So just think you can make your breakfast, yogurts or lunchtime salad healthier by adding 20 grams of Linwood's blends to your bowl. It packs a nutritional punch with lots of protein, fiber and omega-3 and other nutrients like vitamin D. And did you know that Linwood's flaxseed has been prepared with great care? Their unique cold milling process unlocks the benefits of the seed. That makes digestion easier, which is great news. And what's more, every single product within the range is gluten-free and plant-based, so everybody around the table can enjoy that healthy boost to a meal. Check out their entire range, available directly from the Linwood's Health Foods website. 
That's all we have time for on Being Fab at 50. A huge thank you for tuning in again this week. And of course, thanks to Darlene, who was a truly excellent guest and an inspiring woman who I've learned a lot from this week. Make sure to check out the U105 social media accounts for more information and videos featuring our fantastic ladies who will be joining us on the series. Press subscribe now on your podcast app so you don't miss a thing. And remember, 50 is the new 40.